0: How bad is that? I still cheer for the Patriots. Oh, my. I don't even. Want, I can't even talk to you right now. Boy, I, can, I oh can't boy. even admit. I, I can't, can't no even do I that. told you before. I like the coaches. Oh, I don't want to hear it. Anyways, you're the only person who likes the coaches. Next, you can get official stuff. Maybe umpire jerseys. <laughs> Talking with Kurt Heelan now from oh, ProBasketballTalk.com huh? on NBC Sports Radio. Of course, the NBC Sports app is available for you 24-7. You can listen to NBC Sports Radio anywhere on the go. Kurt, uh, the, the Utah Jazz, for a team that was supposed to be rebuilding this year, I feel like they're uh, they're doing okay, doing okay, splitting uh, okay. splitting things up and, uh, and tying their series up to Houston last night. How are they able to do this without Ricky Rubio?
1: First off, how do you get coaches' jerseys? Yeah, I mean, you know? really. <laughs> 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 good one. It's an excellent point. Well, actually, you know what'd be cool? You could get coaches' ties. Like I'm wearing my Popovich tie today. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how you. I do would it. love anyway, that.
0: Oh yeah, that would be a good. One. <laughs>
1: Sorry, back back to the topic at hand. Yeah, Utah. I mean, I knew that they would be good defensively. Honestly, I thought they'd be a borderline, maybe make the playoff kind of team, but I didn't think they'd make it because they just weren't going to be able to score enough points. Um, Much like last night, they have proven me wrong many, many times. With you know, Donovan Mitchell doing a nice job creating, but last night, I mean, they really did find the seams in that. Uh, Houston defense, where they were able to make the extra pass and get guys semi-clean looks, Um, Houston wasn't as dialed in defensively as they just need to be. And I think that Houston kind of thought, we're the Houston Rockets, and we coasted fairly well through the first series, and we're going to coast through this one because we're just much better than them. And it turns out you can't do that against Utah. You might want to do things like track Joe Ingles in transition. You you might want to know where he's at. Um, And they didn't do some of these basic things. So it was a wake-up call for the Rockets that they can't coast against this team, but the Jazz, they, now they go home, and, man, they're, they're, just, they're going to be tough to score on. They're going to be able to be more physical. Their role players are going to be more comfortable at home. Um, this is a series now. I, I still think Houston wins it, but this is a series now.
0: With uh, with Golden State, of course, in their series, do we think that ends uh, directly in four, or do we think New Orleans can get one game from them?
1: Well, I think New Orleans probably can get one at home, You know, uh, e- either because... Golden State lets up mentally and kind of just doesn't focus. And and the other part of that is, look, that's a good team and they played them tight. I mean, they they would like to complain about the officiating and and some of the stuff in the last game. I'm not sure that that's what ultimately decided it, but they played them tough in the last game. And a couple of bounces go their way, a couple of shots fall or don't fall, and that's a different story. So, I, you know, I think that they'll get one of the two at home, but they're just they're not as good. And you and Hugh Golden State's getting more and more comfortable. It's kind of scary to say that after his first game, but like Steph Curry's going to be a little more comfortable back in his starting role and playing a few more minutes than in the next game, and they're just going to start. They're starting to find their groove right now, and that's that's really scary for Houston and everyone else.
0: We're talking with Kurt Helin from ProBasketballTalk.com and NBC Sports. Uh, Kurt, a lot of the fallout. You know, one of my favorite things about the NBA is as the playoffs end. Um, we can start paying attention to these storylines that are going to happen in the off season because we start getting our appetite uh, up for that. Of course, the NBA draft lottery coming up here in a, few, uh, a couple of weeks. But we already have one of those uh, storylines that's going to be happening. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder looked like they had done a no-brainer deal for Paul George last year. And then they managed to get Carmelo Anthony, and they made their own, quote, big three, unquote. It didn't work out as well as a lot of folks uh, thought it thought it might. And uh, what what are the options there? Because they've got some high priced players that a lot of people aren't going to want. What? How are they going to do anything with? Did did they keep the wrong superstar? I guess is the question. They they had Harden, Westbrook, Durant. Did they keep the wrong one? I I don't
1: know that they kept the wrong one. I, I think they would. I think looking back they would bite the money on the tax and try to find a way to keep Harden but I don't think anybody thought I mean Harden was their sixth man I don't know that he grows into the role he has and the player he has in Houston if not given that larger role. I mean he was kind of the third guy in that system but but yeah I still think I still think they look back on that and think, "Yeah, well, and that was by the way, I don't want to blame that on their GM. That was a call that came from over his head about uh, the small market and taxes and, and all that." So um... It's, it is a fair question, though, if they can actually build a genuine contender around Westbrook because the way he's playing now, there's a lot of people around the league, a lot of scouts who've said this for a while. Like, it, it, if he's playing this way and dominating the ball this way and, and taking in, in, the, in that series, he took 38% of the, you know, well, he used 38% of the possessions when he was on the floor, took 43 shots in that last game. If he's doing that, it's hard to get everything else going and flowing. And it's a hard lesson for shooters. It was a hard lesson for Michael Jordan. And he had to get his head kicked in by the bad boy Pistons for a number of years before he kind of, and got Phil Jackson in there before they started to kind of coalesce as a team. Um, Kobe had to learn hard lessons. There's a lot of guys who have. I'm not sure that Westbrook's there yet, and I'm not sure we'll see if this is the series that's kind of the wake-up call for him, that, that he has to, he's still got to score. He's still got to be Westbrook, but there's ways to do that within a system and involve teammates more and, and keep things going. But yeah, they, they send in. Look, I don't know if they're going to keep Paul George. Uh, he's saying nice things to them, but if you talk to executives around the league, most of them think he's going to be a Laker. Uh, I don't. If they lose him, then it's they've got some real questions to answer because Carmelo Anthony's going to opt into that twenty-eight million. And uh, you guys saw him play. I um,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah.
0: No thanks. I'll
1: use the word a scout used to me mid-season with Carmelo Anthony. He's washed.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: At twenty-eight million, it's 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 a rough. They got some rough decisions to make. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a that's a heck of a buyout. I gotta talk Celtics here before we let you go. I know you're on a on a quick schedule. Uh, Celtics really surprised. I think all of us uh, in Game One with what they did with Philadelphia. Obviously, Brett Brown's a decent coach. He's going to make some adjustments here with a two-day break in between Game One, Game Two. Uh, Celtics did not double-team Embiid. Uh, they they chose to let the shooters uh, get covered, and it. Turned out well, although they missed some wide-open looks. They didn't shoot well from three. I'm expecting Philadelphia to make more shots tonight. Celtics look like they're still going to be without Jalen Brown. Um, th- th- this, th- What are we expecting tonight uh, in terms of adjustments from these two squads? Because you know Boston probably won't be doing the same thing either.
1: No, no. I, I think you're going to see a much closer game. Like you said, I think Philadelphia is going to adjust a little, like you said, to getting their shooters open. It's, it's one thing to match up one-on-one with Embiid, and you can get... Look, he's going to get his. I don't care if you've got Baines on him. I there's not anybody in the league you can put on him that's going to slow him down. That guy's a beast, and I think he'll have a better game. But the bigger concern for them is that they have to get guys like Reddick and Bellinelli going, and they really didn't. They did a good job of kind of taking those away, but then those guys, when they did get spots, rushed. They didn't feel I mean, the better Boston defense than they had seen in the first round had these guys kind of rushing their shots, not just taking them within rhythm. I think they'll be a little more comfortable. I think they're going to get them some better spots. I think this is going to be a much closer game, but this is going to be uh, Boston will come back. Like I said, they did a really good job of isolating mismatches and and letting Tatum attack downhill against guys like Bellinelli and Reddick, who's a fine team defender, but is you know he's just not that big. He can't handle somebody like Tatum. Um, I think you'll be able to see more switches and more spots like that. I think this is going to be a much closer game than Game One. I think this one's going to go down to the wire, but. This is a series, man. This is a series that looks like it's going to go a long way. And honestly, Philadelphia is more talented, but that's not the end-all, be-all of winning a series or even a game. And we'll see what kind of lessons they can learn and how fast they learn them because Boston's going to be good and well-coached and not beat themselves.
0: He is Kurt Heelan from Pro Basketball Talk, probasketballtalk.com. We're up against that eight-minute mark. Kurt, I'll let you get back to it on your tour, and we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Hey, thank you for having me on, guys.
0: Thank you. Take care. That's Kurt Heelan from Pro Basketball Talk, ProBasketballTalk.com. They gave us less time with him today, which was strange, but that's okay. We're we're good.